Welcome to the Lioness Queen podcast. Your host, Reverend Dr. Marisha, founder, speaker, spiritual coach, and licensed minister, shares how she overcame the emotional trauma from divorce with her faith in God. Now let's jump into your daily dose of letting go of the past and living totally residue free. Here's your host, Reverend Dr. Marisha. Welcome back, my Lioness Queens. Well, this is the second Tuesday in the month of July, and I'm like, man, we're already halfway through the year of 2020. I'm really in shock of how fast this year went by. It's like, where did the time go, you know? And so we are still talking about um, the emotional scars from um, things that we've experienced in our past. And so, you know, I always love to start with a quote or a poem. Um, And I found this one on Pinterest. Um, And the site is called curano.com. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. And it's a short quote, but it says, The scars you cannot see are the hardest to heal. Let me say that again. The scars you cannot see are the hardest to heal. And so what do you think that means? What does that quote mean to you? What does that resonate for you? So if you think about the scars in your life, the scars that have happened as a result of the negative experiences from childhood all the way up until your adulthood, have they really healed or is there still residue um, from that event or events? that are still kind of in your subconscious so let me give you like some food for thought so let's say you're dating someone you know and in the beginning you know when you first start dating it's great things are great it seems as if you have a lot of things in common a lot of the same interests you feel really strongly connected um but the one thing that we fail to see are the scars and the scars in the person and the scars are typically masked by band-aids until there's some incident that triggers and exposes um, the scar to come back open into an open wound, I would say. So for example, you know, you can't see scars um, that deal with low self-esteem. And so whether or not a person had low self-esteem during their childhood, you don't know if that was a scar. You don't know um, as far as what was the family dynamics in that person's home. And did that create a scar? Was there divorce? Was there abandonment? Was there abuse? Um, was there, um, did your mom try to abort you? You know, and that left a scar. Um, did you grow up in a home where with a lot of different addictions? So whether it was drug addiction, alcohol addiction, porn addiction, um, even addiction with when it comes to gambling or spending, um, was there molestation um, in the family that was swept under the rug and nobody talked about it? Um, you know, did you grow up homeless, moving from, you know, apartment to apartment? Um, all of these could have been emotional scars for you that literally never healed. So, 
you know, you could have one, you could have multiple. You know, I know last episode I talked about you doing, um, trying to figure out a list of all of the emotional scars you still may have and you don't realize it. So what do we do to cope with them? What do we do, um, you know, it's like either, it's three things that kind of happen. Either we hide and mask them, either we try to cope with them, or we put a band-aid on it and don't allow it really to fully heal. And so I think all of these questions are kind of tied into a really good example um, that I thought about in the scripture. And it relates to the man at the pool of Bethesda. And so John 5 verses 1 through 15 talks about the story um, about the man at the pool of Bethesda and how, you know, Jesus healing this man. Right. And so the scripture says that the man was um, paralyzed for 38 years. He, you know, he wasn't the only one that now that's something interesting to me. He wasn't the only one by the pool who had a physical ailment. Um, You know, there were others that were waiting by this um, holistic pool, I would say. And there was a legend um, that an angel would come and stir up the waters. And the first person who jumped in the water was the chosen one necessarily to be healed. And so this was a belief that this man had. And so when Jesus came, this man had been sitting there for 38 years. Now, I must say, after 38 years, just think about how many emotional scars developed. And so we are not even talking about um, his physical ailment, right? We're talking about the emotional scars that had him to believe a false narrative about his healing and about who he was as an individual. And so when Jesus came, he saw the man Um, But some kind of way, Jesus knew that that man had been there for a very long time. Um, And then it was a total of 38 years. And it's so interesting because out of 38 years, not once did this man attempt to get in the pool for for healing. He didn't try to scoot himself. He didn't try to stick his finger in. Not once did he try. And so the first thing I believe that happened... um, Jesus saw was that emotion those emotional scars you know I'm not sure you know if there were other people there and I'm pretty sure there was other people there the scripture doesn't say um but it's like Jesus saw him first and approached him first and asked him the question do you want to be made whole you know which I think is kind of interesting because you see, like Jesus see that the man can't get up, right? Jesus see his physical condition, but Jesus was really, he was trying to get to the root of um, those emotional scars on his subconscious, that residue. And you know, that is the big, um, my motto is about all about being residue free. And this is where God wants us to be lying as queens. But this residue kept this man inhibited in a way. Um, it kept him stuck. It kept him believing the false narrative, the lies of the enemy kept him confused. It kept him from receiving his healing ultimately, you know, and he believed that he needed someone else. He believed that was the only way he could be healed, right? And so he believed um, in this kind of narrow mindset in a way. And so the residue kept, kept him from really seeing with his spiritual eyes what could be done. You know, and so I could go on, but this is the magnitude of residue, 
and the damage of emotional scars that really cause a buildup over time you know and i'm telling you it residue it causes this irrational thinking irrational behaviors right and as a result it makes you think you're not worthy it makes you doubt yourself it makes you not even try this man didn't even try for 38 years so as a result you develop this negative mindset and so when you have this mindset you become jealous you become envious you bitterness anger um, you become deceitful, unforgiveness. You become very judgmental, spiteful. You don't trust anyone. I mean, this negative mindset puts you in a position that where you think God is deliberately choosing other people and he forgot all about me. And so it what it does is it makes you think that there's something wrong with you. It causes you to have all of these negative and irrational thoughts and emotions that don't line up with the word of God, that don't line up with God's truth. And so this is why Jesus asked the question, because some kind of way the residue built up so heavy in him, um, that he had this blockage. And so I believe this is, um, Jesus wanted to address the residue. So this man didn't feel worthy enough to even try. So just think about it. Residue that builds up for 38 years. And I looked at it. You're talking about 456 months, 152 seasons of winter, spring, summer, fall. You're talking about 19 uh, 181 weeks, 13,870 days. I mean, I could go on, but this man, for some reason, did not feel worthy. He thought, in order for me to get healed, I need another person. But the scriptures didn't say that. That wasn't in the word. And, and, and even the scriptures didn't say that he literally saw another man who needed to get healed and somebody helped him. It's not in the scriptures. It, it, everything again was built up on residue and based on what he saw in the natural you know that caused his mindset to be faltered and, and his mindset to think negative in a way where he felt God forgot about him so instead it was all about um, him it was all about what people didn't do for him that blocked him from getting healed and so this is how you knew that the residue was so thick in his subconscious because after Jesus asked him a question, hey, do you want to be made whole? Immediately the man, what he did was he blamed someone else. He was like, "I, you know, he blamed it on people and how people didn't help him. But Jesus, I mean, immediately responded addressing the man's residue, right? And so this is what I love about the story because Jesus didn't say, hey, you can be healed if you get in the pool. Jesus didn't say, you can be healed if I help you get in the water. Jesus wanted the man to know one thing. And if that is one, I am that I am and I can do it. But two, you have a choice. And so you can be healed if you want to. You can be healed. It's all based on what you believe. <laughs> as 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 they were as I'm telling you, it is all about your belief. And you know the term uh seeing is believing, right? But what eyes, what lens are you looking from? 
Are you seeing from a natural lens or are you seeing from a spiritual lens? And so it is how, um, this is, this is how Lioness Queens, God is trying to address your emotional scars. One, he wants you to know that you have choice. Just like this man, the man didn't even, he didn't believe that one day it could be me. He didn't, he didn't have that mindset. No, he blamed it on other people. And because other people didn't help him get in the pool first, he thought that's the reason why I cannot be healed. And so all Jesus said to the man, it's just, I love, I I really love this. Because all he said was, hey, try and get up. (laughs) That's all Jesus said. Okay, well, just take up your bed and walk. Jesus wanted the man to know that if he believed, he could receive his healing. If he wanted to be made whole, I mean, he could have been healed a long time ago if he had only tried. This is the issue with emotional scars in our subconscious and that residue because it blocks us from believing in what God can do and believing in the power that he has to do exceedingly abundantly above all everything we can ever ask or think. So if you think about your own emotional scars today, Linus Queens, think about the residue that you have that is built up over the years, right? Whether it's childhood trauma, whether it's something that happened in your adulthood, whatever the case may be, you know your story. You know the scars that keep opening up. You know what keeps limiting you and debilitating you, right? Just like the man at the pool, you know what those are. You know, one, I would say one thing is he put a Band-Aid on it. He hid behind his disability, his physical ailment. And as a result, he developed a victim mindset, which is an emotional scar that he advertised to all who came by the pool, right? That's one, number one. Secondly, he coped with the disability in a way and accepted that, that hey, this, this is my life. And so, you know by creating only one way of getting healed in his mind this is the only way God can do it that's what he did he limited he limited himself to to only one way he could be healed and then lastly he didn't believe it could be done for him he didn't he had this false narrative because waiting also has a way of creating a scar as well still all connected to the false narrative that the enemy wanted him to believe. And so it took him 38 years to believe. If he never had had that encounter with Jesus that day, he'd still be laying there on the ground with a victim mindset, coping with these physical and emotional scars and believing the false narrative, which actually crippled, crippled him of doubting that he could ever be healed. You know, the one thing the Lord wanted me to share with you, Linus Queens, is he doesn't want us to have a victim mindset. He wants us to be victorious and have a faith mindset. And you know the difference because without a shadow of a doubt, when you developed a faith mindset, I mean, there is a positive outlook you have about your outcome that no matter what, you still believe that it still will work together for your good. And so I must say, if you think about, 
Um, I'm going to give you an example. If you think about like the Syrophoenician woman who asked Jesus to heal her daughter because she was demon possessed. Now, you know, since this woman, she was a foreigner, a Gentile, but even in the midst, like this woman still believed she had a faith mindset. And this is where God wants us to be lioness queens. So, I mean, if you think about it, she should have had thoughts like the man at the pool of Bethesda. Like she needed, she probably could have thought, you know what? I'm a foreigner. They don't know me, right? They don't know what I believe. And so I kind of need a Jew. I need somebody to help get me in. I need somebody to help me get close to Jesus, right? That's something she could have thought. So Linus Queens, even her status of being an outsider, she could have, she could have had the 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 thought process to feel that she wasn't worthy you know and so that is sometimes how we feel we can feel that way but never assume that based on something you have done can ever discount yourself from asking Jesus of what you need he's full of grace he's full of mercy he's always waiting over his word to perform it The enemy wants you to live in fear and in shame and in the past so that you don't feel worthy of asking. You know, this is this is where we get stuck. This is where many get stuck because we allow the enemy to reopen the scars. And that becomes more of our focus than on focusing on who our healer is. And so I've mentioned that before because it's easy for the enemy to get us caught off guard, get us distracted on feeling unworthy, feeling we don't deserve it. But Titus 3, 5 says it's not based on works of righteousness, but according to his mercy, we are saved. And so Linus Queens, you are worthy. You are worthy of what you need, whatever you need the Lord for. And so when the woman, when the Syrophoenician woman asked Jesus the question, about can you heal my daughter he didn't automatically accept or approve her question he he responded first so he had to let her know okay woman you know i'm on a mission and my mission is for i'm all about my people and i'm here to reform and help the nation of israel but even after jesus made the statement to the woman let me just say, she's still, she's like, okay, Jesus, I understand what you're saying. I understand you have a purpose. I understand, I understand why you're here. I, I get all that. Let me bow because I might be a foreigner, but I know who you are. And I still need to respect your position because you are Lord. And so even in the midst of all that, this woman still felt worthy in some regard. You know, she said, I I might not be, I might not be honored to sit at your table, but I'm still worthy of the crumbs that may fall on the ground from the table. (laughs) Woo! I mean, after she made that statement, even Jesus felt a jolt from her faith mindset and said, great is your faith, woman. This is the place, Linus Queens, God wants us to be. He doesn't want us to be a victim. He wants us to have a victor mindset, not coping with the card we were dealt because we all experience a bad hand sometimes. 
Sometimes we don't get a good hand, you know, like paying cards. Sometimes we get a bad hand. But even in the midst of the bad hand, we have been dealt. God doesn't want you to just cope with it like the man at the pool. I mean, he wants you to believe like the Syrophoenician woman, to believe and have a faith mindset that you can be healed, you can receive whatever you need. It's not about where you're from. It's not about what you have or what you have done or haven't done. It's all about who God is and who God is to you. It's all connected in what you believe, Linus Queens. So can you believe you can take up your bed and walk? Can you believe God can heal you from from uh, heal you without even using the pool? <laughs> To heal you from your infirmities, physical or emotional. Nothing is too hard for God. No trial, no storm, no test, no problem, no adversity, no situation, no challenge. Not even a scar is too hard for God. But but God is asking you, don't wait 38 years to believe that you're worthy. He can heal you from the inside out. And so my prayer for you today, Linus Queens, is for you to have a faith mindset that you stop trying to mask and use band-aids to hide a scar Jesus, God already knows about, already sees. Stop trying to cope with the scar on your own. Stop thinking there is only one way to get healed like the man. You know, that, that is the biggest limitation that we ever put on God. We, we think that there's only one way God can do this. No. He is a God who is alpha and omega and everything in between. So he has a endless, endless possibilities of miracle signs and wonders. Stop believing the false narratives. Because that's what the enemy wants us to do, to, to keep believing the lies. Right? And But... Sadly, the lies block us. They stop us from receiving the healing that God is trying to do from the inside out. Stop having the victim mindset of why me? Pity on me. Look at me. Look what they did to me. Stop it. That's what that man did. He probably had a sign and everything. Oh, I've been sitting here for this amount of years. I can't move. I need somebody. No, God wants us to have great faith. And in having great faith, sometimes comes great struggle. But in the end, we win. In the end, we are more than conquerors. In the end, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. In the end, God will say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. But you must have the faith mindset in order to be healed from your emotional scars. Don't wait. So many women have had scars from years and never allow God to heal them. Holding on to it allows residue to build up to a point that it creates a wedge between you and God. And from his perspective and his eyes, it's like you holding on to it shows, it shows God that you don't trust him enough in certain areas of your life. You don't trust him. You only trust him in certain things. You know, but but in, in this area right here, I'm the one that has to deal with it. No, it is time, Linus Queens. It is time for you to be made whole. 
And so I'm asking for you to repent today. Ask God to heal you from those innermost emotional scars so that you can be all that he called you to be for his kingdom. Those scars are not about you. They are about the masses of women you will be able to help from your testimony. Amen and amen. Lioness Queens, my time is gone and and this is really, I, I could go on and on about the emotional scars, but this this definitely is so related to my, my, uh, my motto about being residue free. And I truly believe that God gave me that because so many women still have residue. So many people in general still have residue in their lives. And it never goes away. And so you have 60, 70, 80 year old, year old people in this world, 50, even 40. Like you have older people who've never dealt with the residue. They've never dealt with those emotional scars that happened early on in their lives. And as a result, um, it manifests itself so different. But God wants us to be residue free. And when you're residue free, it it allows God to use you in certain ways and in certain capacities to help other people. And so I truly believe that for myself, I'm speaking for myself, Linus Queens, that the experiences that I have had in my life, God definitely has shown me that my experiences were not in vain. That my experiences were so that I could help other women like myself use their faith, have a faith mindset to believe that God has more for you and and more can look different for everybody, right? More can look so, it can look different for everybody, but that God has more in store for you. God said your latter days shall be greater. But it's sometimes it's hard for us to get to greater because we are still stuck on the past. We're still stuck on looking back. We're still stuck on what someone did to us. And so God wants us to let go of understanding the why. And that is where we get stuck. We get stuck on trying to understand why did you allow this to happen to me, God? Why did I go through this? And and like I mentioned earlier, sometimes in life we are dealt a bad hand. But even in the midst of being dealt the bad hand, God, one, he still wants you to play. He still wants you to play your cards. Because guess what? There's always another game to play. Amen. There's always another chapter in your story. Amen. There's always another place God is taking you, but you got to be able to let go of figuring out the why. 
because it's not about that. Because God says, I will give you a peace that passes all understanding. So if he's using that, he's telling you, I'm going to give you a peace that passes all understanding. He wants you to let go of trying to understand it all. One, it's not about us. Two, it's not about us understanding the why anyway. But it's all about understanding that God is trying to do something in us. He's trying to shape us in a way so that we can be usable for the kingdom. It's all about kingdom building. It's never been about us. God says it's not personal. You think I'm doing this personally to hurt you? You think this is this is not personal? This is about being you being useful. This is all about me getting the glory. This has never been about you. Don't think it's about you, Linus Queens. God has more in store. There's more coming in your story. But you got to be willing to look past the understanding of it all. And so once you get past the understanding everything, then you can be, you can allow God to work on that residue. You can allow God to cleanse you from the inside out, to heal that brokenness from the inside of you. But you got to be willing. You have to be willing to surrender. You have to believe only. You have to have that faith mindset like that Syrophoenician woman. That is the place that God wants us to be. This, this, she, she had a daughter who was demon possessed. And so even in the midst of that, she still believed. Even in the midst of her not, even in the midst of her being a foreigner, she still believed. Even when Jesus said, uh, I got other plans. I, I, I got a, another mission right now. She still had a faith mindset that said, I won't be denied today. That's where God wants us to be, Linus Queens. Have a mindset, "Uh uh-uh. I won't be denied today, Daddy, because of your word and what your word says and what your promises say. Because your promises are yea and amen. And that is what I am in agreement with. And so do you have that mindset today, Linus Queens? Do you have a mindset of, "Uh uh-uh, I won't be denied because my God is faithful My God is able to do because all things work together for the good. Do you have that mindset today? That is the place that God wants you to be. And when you get in that place, you definitely have to renew your mind to stay in that place. Because the enemy is always trying to pull us back. The enemy is always trying to reopen the wound. So the only way the wound stays closed is by renewing your mind. And so you have to renew your mind 24-7 because the enemy is always on his job. But you got to be on your job too and say, I won't be denied. Mm -mm. I've come too far. God is taking me places. God is ready to use me in different situations for his kingdom, for his glory. And and because I am willing to do that, there will be some benefits for me. And you got to believe that there will be some benefits <laughs> for you. God has some blessings. He has some miracles and signs and wonders for you. But all you have to do is believe. 
Amen. That's all he's requiring. This is a time of having a faith mindset. Even in the midst of this pandemic going on, we have to have a faith mindset. We have to believe I will not be denied. I will be healed and made whole. That illness will not come nigh my dwelling. It's all in what you believe, Lioness Queens. What do you believe today? <laughs> that is the question. That is what I want to leave for you. What do you believe today? Do you believe that God can only do it one way, like the man at the pool of Bethesda? Or do you believe like the Syrophoenician woman? It, you know, even if even if you tell me no one time, I'm still gonna still, I'm still gonna believe God. <laughs> do you still believe? Amen. Amen. Reverend Dr. Marisha, your lioness queen, let's go ahead and declare our weekly chant over our lives. Amen. Repeat after me. I am a lioness queen. God wants me to rise up. He wants me to take my rightful place as the queen I am. He wants me to be residue-free, intentional in my fight. Stand on the Word of God. Realize I am a masterpiece. I am. I am. I am enough. I am a lioness queen with a purpose. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining the Lioness Queen podcast. Please subscribe and write a review. You can find me on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and even iHeartRadio. I would love to hear how this message empowered you. Come back next Tuesday at 3 p.m. for more from your Lioness Queen.